0: The Irene Dunn, Fred McMurray Show. Starring Irene Dunn as Susan. And Fred McMurray as Joe. Together in the gay, new, exciting comedy adventure, Right Star. Irene Dunn, Fred McMurray Show, with Irene Dunn and Susan Armstrong, owner and editor of the Hillsdale Morning Star, and Fred McMurray as George Harvey, her ace reporter. You know, no matter what takes place in a newspaper office, it all has to do with news. And what is taking place this morning is no exception to that rule, even though you might think so.
1: Try to get it through your head, Sammy. And I might add, try to get it through your nose, too. Now once more, bonjour. Bonjour. How's that, Miss Armstrong? That's horrible enough to strain our peaceful relations with France.
2: Well, how can I say it right when I don't even know what it means?
1: It means good day. Now try it again. Bonjour. Look, Sammy. Before we give it up as a bad job, let's let's try the most necessary one of all, the French for Mister. Monsieur.
2: Mais uh, monsieur,
1: Monsieur, Monsieur. Uh, you could replace Canasta. How many can play at a time? Miss Armstrong's trying to learn me French. Well,
3: you might try teaching him English 1st a student, it? it? Might help.
1: He knows better than to say learn to teach. Well,
3: I guess he's just stubborn, I guess.
1: Can I go now, Miss Armstrong? May you go now? That's what I'm asking you. Yes, Sammy.
2: Monsieur, bonjour. Monsieur, bonjour.
1: Uh, what's with this gay
3: Paris routine?
1: Have you read the late edition of our paper? Well, I right?
3: I don't get time to read it. Something I missed?
1: Anna told Dubriac will be in Hillsdale this morning. Well, uh,
3: should I be glad?
1: Well, it depends on what makes you happy, I'd say. Oh, Little
3: things, yachts, polo, country estates. Hey, the guy sounds like a Frenchman. League of Nations or something?
1: Only one of the top five couturiers of Paris.
3: Oh, that has something to do with women's dresses, doesn't it?
1: He designs women's gowns.
3: My slip. Uh, sorry, it sorry for showing.
1: George, he's stopping at the General Grant Hotel. Now, you better hurry right down. What for? He's good news, very good news to every woman in Hillsdale. Yeah, and
3: bad news to every man. Why don't you cover him if you think he's such hot news?
1: May I remind you that I am
2: the editor?
3: Not at all, boss, not at all. I've got a card right here on my chest. <laughs> Mr. Dubriak? Oui, monsieur. I'm George Harvey of The Morning Star.
4: The Morning Star?
3: Yes, a newspaper. I'm, I'm a reporter.
4: Oh, oh, oh oui, oui. Uh, come in, please, you? Right. Please, sit down, Mr.
3: Harvey. Oh, thank you. Uh, you wish to interview me, no? The boss's order. She figures there's a story and you're coming to Hillsdale. she, she you work for a woman? She happens to own the paper. Anything wrong with that? No, 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 no. Sometimes that can be very romantic.
4: Yeah, sometimes. Uh, me, I work for many, many women, uh, n'est-ce
3: pas? Oh, good for you. You're a long way from France. Uh, why did you come to Hillsdale?
4: Uh, to find a typically perfect American woman. In Hillsdale? In New York, they tell me this is the place. Oh. Uh, you don't mind a silly question. You ask anything you like.
3: What do you want with the perfect American
4: woman? To create beautiful designs for her. Uh, uh, we have lost so much business to your American designers that I am here to study their trends and uh, perhaps do even better.
3: Nice work, I'll say that.
4: And uh, now, no, 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 you can tell me, where is this most
3: perfect woman in Day? We have a saying in America, it pays to advertise. We, oui, we, oui, but every woman would think that she was the one, is that? No yeah, figures. Make it a contest then, and you be the judge.
4: Uh, contest. Excellent, the verdict. Now, uh, how do
3: I make this uh, contest? Huh? You go to a newspaper, tell them your troubles, and your contest is made. But you are a newspaper. I'm a reporter. You'd have to see the boss. And your
4: boss? Uh, she's a woman. No?
3: According to my latest survey, yes.
4: Uh, monsieur, I'm beginning to like this whole idea. Well, you vote your way, and I'll vote mine. <laughs>
2: Monsieur, monsieur. What? That's French.
3: Oh, that's what you think.
1: Well, George, how'd you get along?
3: Oh, come see, come saw. That's uh, French, but so-so.
1: Oh, you don't sound very enthusiastic.
3: I'm not. Routine assignment, dull subject, no news value.
1: One of the greatest designers in France.
3: Well, what was I supposed to do? Kiss him on both cheeks?
1: Oh, that's one of the French customs.
3: Okay, so I didn't get through the customs.
1: No kidding. What was he like, George?
3: Well, he was like a guy that designs gowns.
1: Tall, short, thin, bald, moustache.
3: She's looking for the perfect American woman in Hillsdale to make some glad rags for.
1: Why, George, you ended that sentence with a proposition. Well, oh,
3: that's because I'm speaking to a lady. Here are my notes, Susan. It might be better if you wrote up the story.
1: That was your assignment, Mr. Harvey, and you'll write it. Make sure you do me right to see that i strong. Oh. Oh? Let's tell him to come right in, Sammy.
3: I'll see you, Susan.
1: No, no, you'd better stay here, George. I might need an interpreter. Uh,
3: he talks with his eyes, too.
4: Uh, Miss Armstrong, have I the pleasure?
1: Monsieur Dublack.
4: Oh,
3: Madame Enchanté. I'm George Harvey, remember me? Uh, mais, oui, mais oui, but of course, de la force. Eh? Well, now that we all know each other, suppose we form a happy little group, huh?
1: Uh, in just what way may we serve you, monsieur?
3: Uh, you have not told her about the contest? Well, I haven't had a chance.
1: What contest, yours?
3: I told him the Morning Star would run a contest to pick the perfect American woman in Hillsdale.
1: Oh, well, that's a wonderful idea. Well, of course we will. Every woman in town will be interested in that, and, and every woman will be... Uh, uh, is anything wrong with you?
4: Madame, you will stand up, please.
1: I beg your pardon?
4: You will stand up as a special favor, s'il vous huh? Oh,
1: certainly. Uh, you
4: will turn around, please.
1: Why well,
4: I... It <laughs> seems story. Check. In the name of La Belle France, this I would not have believed. No. There will be no contest.
2: No.
4: Already I have found the most perfect woman in America. No. You, Mademoiselle Armstrong, are the most perfect woman I have ever seen. Oh, no. Oh,
2: well, this is
1: really so sweet of you, monsieur, but... Don't you oh, think, Madame?
4: That? Madame, your figure divine, your beauty heavenly, the shoulders so chic, the waist so petite. What is the rest? Eh? Uh,
3: did you check her back
4: teeth? See, uh, uh, this I do not understand.
1: Mr. Harvey likes to make jokes in a dull sort of way.
4: Oh, ah, yes, yes, of course, a joke. <laughs> uh, Monsieur Duvet, uh, don't you think. Uh, you
1: that will be me
4: a favor, eh, uh, n'est-ce pas?
2: Well, of course.
4: Uh, I will call you Suzanne if you will call me Anatole.
2: Susan.
4: I'm not Jane, i out. Oh, you must be with me every day, every evening. I must see you all the time It is this week that comes.
1: Oh, really? Well...
4: Uh, I must see you walking, running, swimming. I must see you coming down a great staircase. I must see you dancing, dining, in every activity of the woman throughout the day and evening. I must be with you.
2: But for you, I
4: will design a complete wardrobe. I shall create ensembles that no one will ever surpass. And the most beautiful jewel of all will be the evening gown, which every woman in this world will envy and want. Oh,
1: Anatole! Oh,
4: come, Madame, come. We begin at once with luncheon. Already the office is singing
1: with English. Oh, but wait a minute. The paper. Uh, Uh, I have... You must put
4: everything aside. You must think of nothing but beauty, beauty, beauty.
3: Your servant can do your work, mister.
1: Oh, oh, yes. Well, I guess so. George.
3: Your servant, madame.
1: Can you run things?
3: All the way out of town, if need be. And I'm getting some good ideas. (laughs) the ad layouts.
1: I took them to time Anybody
3: check the features from the wire services?
1: Yeah, I did. I figured you'd forget.
3: Then run along and don't bother me. I've got this whole paper on my shoulders.
1: He sure is smooth, ain't he? Who? Where'd he take her?
3: Out to lunch.
1: Well, she ought to be
2: back soon.
3: In Paris, they lunch right up until it's time for dinner.
2: When do they work?
3: They don't. Their servants do.
2: Well... <laughs>
1: How's every little thing at the morning star?
3: Uh, just took in an ad for a Powers model. Would you be interested?
1: Oh, now don't be bitter, George. Can I help it if I happen to be nah, the
3: The nurse? figure divine, the beauty heavenly, the waist petite. Ha! The whole idea nuts. What was that? Sammy on his way out. And well, I think he's got a good idea.
2: Now you
1: stay right here. I've got to meet Anatole at the house at four, and you have to be here.
3: Okay, so I'm going out to get something to settle my stomach. <laughs>
1: Patience, where is your French cookbook. Never had a French cookbook. Cook everything right out of my own head, you know that. But this has to be very special. Something different in the way of a salad, and maybe a capon under glass, and some fish with a thrilling sauce, and um, a crepe sousette, of course, for dessert. Sounds like Anatole coming with his napkin, waving in the breeze. Well, I wanted to think he's back in Paris. At least for one dinner, I'll march around the roast beef and whistle the Marseillaise. And, uh, how about some French pastry? You mean make it? Well, of course. I'll give it a whirl, but don't be surprised if it comes out apple pie. And say, what about George? What about him? He hasn't fed here in quite a while. I didn't know we were on a definite schedule. Must he eat here every week? No. But for him, you don't need a foreign cookbook. I always say you can make more runs in your own league. Oh, you do? You're getting to be quite a philosopher, Patience. And Speaking of George, I'd better call him. See how he's making out. That's too good if you ask me. Hello, Harvey. Oh,
2: hello, Armstrong.
1: How are things going, George? Everything's under control. Well, that's good. Just thought I'd call. Sure.
2: We, uh, we miss you here, Susan. You do? Well, you know how it is. You're always here, and then all at once you're not here. Oh. You coming in tomorrow?
1: No, Pat. Uh, we're going for a long walk. Oh. Well,
2: uh, how about dinner tonight?
1: Well, Anatole's coming here for dinner.
2: What's he going to do? Design a special bed or something?
1: You should see the preliminary sketches he's made.
2: Well, I can't wait.
1: The man is simply a genius. He acts inspired.
2: Oh.
1: Am I boring you, Mr. Harvey?
2: Frankly, yes.
1: Then good night.
2: Good night. Good night, George. Good night, George.
0: Now back to our stars, Irene Dunn and Fred McMurray, and the second act of our story. George, that's really Fred McMurray, hasn't seen too much of Susan. That's Irene Dunn these past few days. Well, how could he? With Anatole designing like mad. That's what worries George. Mm -hmm. This couturier may be a little too
3: designing.
2: Miss Armstrong ever going to come back?
3: Well, they've worked their way from morning coats through tea ensembles, casual suits, and sportswear. There's nothing left but the evening gowns now, I hope. She could be back any day.
2: Women wear too many clothes, if you ask
3: me. Well, there are two schools of thought on that subject, honey. Morning Star, Hardy speaking.
2: May I speak
3: to the editor, please? Well, uh, oh, uh, speaking.
2: This is Betty Trout. Yes? For the last few days, you've been giving Anatole to react a great
3: deal of publicity. Well, he's famous.
2: Maybe if you did the same for American designers,
3: they'd be famous, too. Oh, any suggestions?
2: You might start
3: with me. What do you do?
2: I've got a small shop on Main Street.
3: Uh-huh. Women's gowns.
2: That's right. My old original.
3: Well, this sounds very interesting.
2: I hope it will be. Why don't you drive around and see for yourself?
3: Well, you know, that might not be a bad idea. Main and what?
2: Just after six on the north side Mister
3: Harvey. Uh-huh. Uh, people who know me call me George. But,
2: uh, do I
3: know you? Not yet, but you will. My pleasure. Sammy, I'll be gone for a while. I'm going out and look over some gowns.
2: Oh, that's just feasible. Mind picking up a bottle of nail polish for me?
4: Oh, Susan, I am desolate. We have come to the blank wall.
1: Blank wall? What do you mean, Anatole?
4: Well, my designs are finished. My cloth is cut, but my seamstresses have not arrived. Myself, I cannot sew. What are we to do?
1: Oh, that's no problem. Patience is very handy with the needle, and I'm pretty good myself. We can do it, can't we, Patience? Yeah, we can try. Lots of fancy doodads, especially on that formal. Yeah, but we'll be in their stitches. <laughs> oh,
4: voilà, chérie, <right? laughs> it is done. Now I can, uh, as you say, relax. Eh?
1: I'll get started back on the sunboard.
4: Suzanne, tonight it is impossible for us to dine together. Oh? Tonight, you see, I must dine with the mayor. I dine with him only. Then I leave and come back to you. We shall dance again on the terrace under the moon.
1: The General Grant Hotel, roof. It was beautiful.
4: Oh, Suzanne. With you, everywhere is beautiful.
2: (laughs)
3: star, Harvey. George, I've
2: been trying to get you for the past two hours. Well, I've been
3: out of the office, Susan. I've got a paper to run, you know.
2: Oh. But I want you to come to dinner.
3: Uh, may I have that again?
2: You heard me distinctly. I want you to come to dinner. What's the matter?
3: Anatole fall behind in his board?
2: Tonight at seven.
3: Tonight? Well, uh, Susan, I'd halfway made other plans.
2: Well, you just break those other plans all the way. Sounds like a command performance. It is.
3: Okay, boss. Uh, You know how I like my steak, don't you?
2: I certainly do. Awesome.
3: Uh, Forgive me if I seem impolite, but uh, is that all there is?
1: You've had plenty, George. Plenty? All we've had is cold custard potato salad. That's enough for anybody. You said come over for dinner, not a picnic. Patience and I are in a hurry to get to work, if you must know. So stop complaining and come on out on the sun porch. Just stack the dishes, Patience. Okay.
3: What do you mean you're anxious to get to work?
1: Now take off your coat, George. What are we going to do, Ressa? And slip this over your head. This is a dress. This is a gown. Now slip it over your head. Up, up. Now, be careful. Be careful. It's just basically... Susan behavior.
3: Armstrong, this is positively the last straw.
1: George, stop acting childish. No, no. Put your hands. No, I, I wouldn't put up my hands even
3: if you pulled a gun on me. What do you think I am? Uh, uh, I'm
1: having trouble with a dummy.
3: Patience, I never said anything that nasty to you and you know it. She
1: meant a tailor's dummy and you know it. I
3: mean what I said and you know it. I've done a lot of things for you in your paper. Things I never should have done, but I draw the line here. Why, I'd never be able to look my friends in the face if I stood here with a dress on and and made like a pincushion.
2: And that's final. Ouch,
3: Ouch, you stuck me again. Watch those pins.
2: No, stand still,
1: George. I just want to get the general effect on you. This has to be perfect for Brockman next week.
3: I know I'm stupid, but who's Brockman?
1: Just the biggest dress manufacturer in the country, that's oh, yeah. all. He'd be at the General Grant to look over Anasol's line. I'm modeling this particular gown. Isn't it thrilling, George?
3: Yes, I'm just duck bunts all
1: over. Oh. no, Now, no, no, get it get it in the center, patient. Anasol was very definite about that. It looks center to me, unless George is warped to the starboard. What's
3: she hanging on back there?
1: That's a peplum. Turn around, you see yourself in the mirror. Oh.
3: You mean a guy gets paid for dreaming up stuff like this?
1: Isn't it beautiful?
3: I think it's lousy back there.
1: Maybe you know more about designing than Anatole. Maybe you could suggest a better place.
3: Well, if you have to wear this golf bag or whatever it is, I, it would look a lot better on the side.
1: Hey, I'm inclined to agree with you, George. Well? No, 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 no. We better not change it. Not not until Anatole gets here. We could check with him. Anatole? You mean he's coming here tonight? Well, I'd like to know why not.
3: But I, I thought we were going out tonight.
1: I said nothing about going out. I asked you here for dinner.
3: Cold cuts and potatoes. Now, did you call that a dinner?
1: I guess I should have opened a can of beans, too. And George, Harvey, your manners are abominable.
3: Well, you can take this glorified house dress and, and break careful. it over at all. George, be Jason, help me out of this be thing. Be careful. He caught it up and you think it's great, so let him be the dummy this hand. i played the part long
1: enough. This is the end. You know that's the end.
3: I knew it a long time ago. I'm glad you're finding it
1: out. Oh, that's me. He had the worst temper i would ever known. I'm sure glad I'm not like that.
2: Teachers, what are you doing?
1: Uh, there was some lint on your wings. I was just brushing it
2: off. George.
3: I hope you'd be here, Betty. Did you ever show yourself to Brockman?
1: The Brockman? That's the guy. No, and I've never shown my creations to the Shah of Persia. He's difficult to reach, too. In
3: a pig's eye. You're going to show an evening gown to Brockman next week. I am? He's going to be at the General Grant Hotel. Now, uh, where's the pencil and the drawing board? I've got some ideas, and you can whip them into shape, and baby, you'll be famous.
1: You know, it's funny, but I've been working on the design of an evening gown.
3: Well, great. We're half done, then. Do uh, you know what a tuppin is?
1: In my business? I should. Oh, sure,
3: sir. Well, I'm just the guy to show you where to hang.
1: But do we have time, George?
3: I'll work with you day and night. We've got to have time. Oh.
1: help you? You're Miss Trask? Yes. I'm Susan Armstrong, editor of the Morning Star. They told me the office that I'd find Mr. Harvey here. But I thought that Mr. Harvey was the editor. Yes. No, he was helping out while I was uh, away. Oh, see. I'm sorry, you just missed him. He was here a little while ago. Oh, that's all right. I was just um following up on um, uh, a story he's working on here. Then you know. Isn't it wonderful of him? Yes, it is. To think I'll be able to show my creation to Brockman. Your creation? I'm dying to let another woman see it. Would you like to have a look? Yes, I would. Very much. Oh, it's back here. Well, you, you have some beautiful things here. Oh, thank you. But here's my pride and joy. This is it. Oh. Oh, that's lovely. It's charming. Oh, oh, I'm so happy. And maybe you won't believe this, but George contributed a lot to the design. Oh. Where's George? You seem to be very fond of each other. Mm. We like each other, yes. But we hardly know each other. Actually, sometimes I don't think he knows I exist. He seems to have done all this for some reason I know nothing about. Oh, really? Yes. I'm sure he's in love with someone else. A woman can always tell. That's so true, isn't it? But, my dear, how are you going to show this down tomorrow night? It's strictly Anatole Dupriak's display. That's what I kept telling George, but he insisted he'd find a way. And he hasn't yet? No, and there's not much time. Well, maybe we can figure something. I always say, women are better at these things than men. (laughs)
4: Great
0: line you've shown so far, Anatole. I like all I've seen. Oh,
4: merci, Monsieur Bachman. But the best, as always, we save for the last. It is my most perfect evening, gown. It is a beautiful dream. Ah, voilà, voilà. You shall see it now. Watch the stage, Monsieur. Miss Armstrong will come
2: forth. <laughs> well
4: see what you mean. That's the best number yet. You're good at picking models, too. But uh, I do not understand. That is not my gown. Not yours? Then whose is it? Well, I do not know, but we shall find out. Miss Armstrong, over here, s'il vous plaît. I don't care whose it is, Anatole. I like it. It's a beautiful creation, but I do not understand.
2: Yes, Anatole?
4: Miss Armstrong, Monsieur Bartman. It's a pleasure. How do you do? But, Suzanne, this gown. perhaps you will explain,
1: uh, this gown was designed by one of our local girls. And Miss Betty Trask. Do you like it, Mr. Brockman?
4: I think it's great. But, but my gown,
0: Suzanne... I-
1: I'll model that next if you want me to, Ann, at all, But I Nothing thought... Nothing
0: can be better than perfect. I've seen all I want to. Will you join us, Miss Armstrong?
1: I'd be delighted.
4: Sit down, Dubriac. Show's over.
1: Uh,
4: sometimes I think I do not understand America! <laughs>
1: Good story you wrote about last night's show, George. Oh, thank
3: you, Susan. Uh, are you ready to talk now?
1: Talk? About what?
3: Why you modeled Betty's gown instead of Anatole's.
1: Well, Anatole just didn't know what to do with that peplum, and he got so stubborn, he just wouldn't change it.
3: Oh. At uh, least you got a nice order about it, Susan.
1: That's all I got. You came out the winner, you always do. Well, what do you mean? You got a new friend. Betty's really a nice girl, George. Talented and beautiful. She told me you work very well together.
3: Yeah, yeah. and uh, Anatole's a nice guy.
1: But he's going back to France.
3: I know. And did I tell you? He recognized Betty's talent, and he wants her to design for him. Great, great for the kid. He's taking her back to France with him.
1: Why, that's wonderful! That's the best news I've ever heard. For several reasons. <laughs>
0: Two stars, Irene Dunn and Fred McMurray, will be back with us in just a moment.
3: Good morning, Susan.
1: Good morning, George.
3: On my way up from the composing room, one of the printers wanted to Oh no, 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 Susan. Your scarf. You've got it a little too tight around your throat, and it's too much to the left.
2: Oh, thank you, George. Oh, no,
3: it's nothing. A- and your suit. I'd like a little of the fullness taken out of those shoulders. Just a trifle, you understand?
1: Yes, Monsieur Harvey. Anything else?
3: No, no. Now you're perfect. Am I really? Well, just one more little touch, madame. Yes? You need something on your arm.
1: Uh, did you have something special in mind?
3: Yes, I did. Me.
1: Monsieur Harvey, I bow to your excellency. Merci, madame.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Irene Dunn and Fred McMurray will be back next week in another exciting comedy adventure in the gay new series, Bright Star. Mrs. Harry Bonzell inviting you to join us then.